The Weezer Bracket is brought to you by our GoFundMe to build a monument to the Jeremy Renner app. The Jeremy Renner app came oh into my, my life. God. It was so good. It was such a bright light. Of all the shit that goes on or everything is black and fucking sucks. It was so pure. It was. And it's just like, hey, do you like Jeremy Rennie, Renner? And, I, and it's just like, I guess. Well, cool. Get on this app and just talk about Jeremy Renner. It's like, okay. I, you know, people gave me shit. They said that I went on there and I was I led to the destruction of that app. I don't, I don't think that. Was. I think you actually were direct. <laughs> were you encouraged Jeffrey Epstein to reveal that he's not actually dead? I didn't. I never encouraged Jeffrey Epstein to ever reveal that he was not dead. What I wanted was I wanted Jeremy Renner's opinion on the Jeffrey Epstein situation. But you drew Jeffrey Epstein out of hiding. He's on Ibiza with Tupac and they're partying and then he's like checking the Renner app and it's like oh this Jim Jarmusch guy wants to know and like I gotta let him know I'm not dead. I gotta let him know. Well I think I did my part in in making society better because we must know the truth about Jeffrey Epstein. That is true. The only acceptable question at a film festival Q&A from now on is, was Epstein murdered? And the answer has to be, of course he was. Or he was fake murdered and he's now posting, was posting on the Renner app and that's why they shut it down. What do you think Terrence Malick's opinion on the Epstein case is? Do you think Terrence Malick thinks that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself? I think that if Terrence Malick does believe that Epstein was murdered, that the murder was premeditated from 1936, and there's been ripples throughout the universe that have co- that have led to the demise of Jeffrey Epstein. Like, it was nothing that we did modern. That it was some decision where somebody decided to get a... Uh, a famous Amos cookie instead of a Mr. Good bar that those ripples led through history. Do you think it goes all back to the dinosaurs? Essentially it does because like they died and they, where they died fertilized ground different. So different plants grew where they died versus where they didn't. And that led to somebody wanting a, a a, uh, hundred grand bar. Which has the peanuts. <laughs> They're like, I love peanuts. This and like it all. It all ripples through. You think? Let's go back to the original source. Do you think Jeremy Renner should? Do you think he'd be a fan of our podcast? You know what? We'll never fucking know now because I'm not going to be able to ask him on his wonderful app that I was on every damn day, pounding the ground <laughs> trying to make fucking Jeremy Renner talk to me like I'm a human being. Jeremy, you you started this fucking app just so you could have face to face like conversations with your fucking fans, and I never got to have that, and that's the problem, and that's why your fucking app doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, because I was on there letting all the fake fans know that they are fake fans, and I'm a real fan of Jeremy. I, I want to say something. I never posed as someone other than myself on that app. Oh, well, thank you for your service. I never bullshit. I never went on and said, I'm Jeffrey Epstein, oh, blah, blah, blah. Because I don't think that was really Jeffrey Epstein. I, I think it was Jeffrey. I mean, you have to use your Facebook to log in. Who else would have a Facebook that says Jeffrey Epstein? Do you think the Jer- Jeremy Renner app will ever come back? I think it will. I hope so. I need it to. 
I'm like, I'm jonesing for it. I'm rennering for it. (laughs) All right. You ready to start? Yeah. god we're back we didn't think we'd have to be back for a while but good lord every time we think we're out they pull us back in i miss when they're when like weezer would release an album every like three to four years i could keep up with that yeah this is like once a year shit so you know what this means what we have to do this every time, like they say anything, where they even hint at something, where they give us a 30 second snippet. As Weezer experts, like we now have to give our opinions, like, yes, they, they released these two bars of a song. Uh, what do they mean? And it's like, oh, it's an instrumental and it's a guitar and it goes A, B, A, A, B, B, A. I'm like, fine taking a little break and not doing that. But God damn, there was just way too much news this week. Yeah, but it's like we're going to have to we have to do this podcast for the rest of our lives. You realize that? That sounds. Yeah, this was this was the grave we dug for ourselves. Is this hell? Is this like what hell is? I think it's more purgatory. You purgatory, know, just, yeah. yeah. Like you're in a holding pattern. You gotta do this, but there is an end side because eventually, Weezer, one way or the other, will stop making music. Uh, either they get too rich, uh, they break up, or the members die after 18 revival tours. I don't know. Um, uh, on a more serious note. Yeah, we should probably mention that we, we're recording this right now, and we just uh, this, we just heard the news that Rick Ocasek passed away. Yeah, uh, lead singer of the Cars, but more importantly to our matters, he uh, produced three Weezer albums. Three actually. Weezer albums. Yeah, uh, uh, blue, blue album, green classic, green album, green album, and then uh, everything will be all right in the end. A uh, attempt to return to form, but also to be experimental at the same time. Um, semi-successful. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good way to put it. I mean, if you're listening, you've heard all our thoughts on these albums by this point. You've heard all of our thoughts on about every damn Weezer track there is, except for a few where we're like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, But anyhow. Rick Ocasek, like, you know. He's a legend. True legend. You know what? He did it well. He he made his own pop act, married Paulina Periscova, a supermodel, in my opinion. A little bit of, like... A little bit above his standards, if I could say so myself. I mean, he's a very talented man, but you ever seen Rick Ocasek? He <laughs> traded up. He, he traded, traded up. up. He, he traded up. And you know what? May all of us trade up. Yep. All genders. I all mean, everyone. it's it's not mathematically possible. No, but. it really is not possible at all. At some point, someone someone's definitely trading down. When someone's trading up, someone's also trading down. There's, there's the, the trade equal though, but maybe it all equals equals out because then they then that relationship ends and then they get to trade up the next time. I hope that at some point you trade up in your life. Yeah, I, I hope it's not high school. Like get like, like like do it do it on a more meaningful part. I of hope your it's life. the one that you settle down and live the rest of your life with. Yeah, for your sake, not their sake. I'm sad that they traded down. 
<laughs> but well, no, because like sometimes people bring other qualities that allows a person to trade down. You know. Yeah. Like, like if you're very good at I don't know cooking and conversation, and you're funny, and your you finances know, are very in the order. Okay, okay, that's the real one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. And Nicole Smith wasn't in it for his jokes, you know? Maybe he was a funny dude. Is he funny? I, I, you know what? I don't know. Maybe he was a real Shane McGillis. <laughs> um, I am going to guess that the 89-year-old oil tycoon... <laughs> And Shane, McGill- and Shane McGillis's humor. I think there was uh, there was a decent amount of overlap. I think there was a shocking amount of overlap in that sense of humor. Um, <laughs> I think the eighty nine year old oil tycoon probably did a little bit more to uh, that in nowadays if he had recorded. 400 plus episodes of a podcast that he would be canceled but uh <laughs> somehow podcasting is not as popular with the aarp crowd uh as I, I think when he passed away uh we were about 20 years till till podcasting was a thing it might have existed like, but like, this like, wasn't popular was it like 95 96 that was around that time right yeah but that's about the same time so it's like, about a decade actually that's about the time like it started but it didn't get in 95 in like it, i would say it started like 97 99 somewhere around there was, they I were remember, called podcasts I, I remember reading about it and it's like who the fuck would do this little did i know <laughs> it was like you know where you would get an rss feed of your blogs and yeah. someone's like well you could just attach an audio file and basically have your own ra- syndicated radio show to all of your followers and everyone's like oh that yeah whatever okay that's technically possible but what is someone else next going to make a video of their life every day oh As, jesus is, it was when when people who just like typed made fun of all these ideas that eventually would become the internet that we know it's like what is some teen star going to be like making a video of a day of his day every life he's like hey low gang like, <laughs> this is what i'm doing today i'm getting an oil change and i'm going to record a dead body in the forest what up you know like so yeah branching out from logan paul right now uh we's released a new song this week oh well no let's wrap up what we said first um rick okasic was an extraordinarily talented guy uh i never heard a bad word about him like there was never like hey you know who's really a dick rick okasic like there was none of that or there was no like for a while like when you first heard it like everyone's like Hey, you know what? James Corden's actually an asshole. You know, and you're yeah. like, "What? That guy? He's so he's so bubbly and effervescent." And that now we go to the bar, and he comes onto the screen, and everybody boos him because everyone knows Rick Ocasek was nothing like that. He seemed to be a good guy, talented as all hell. Yeah, uh, and instrumental in the band that we, against all odds, love, uh, Weezer. So, Rick. Uh, we hope you're in heaven and have something better to do than to listen to this podcast. I hope you are not having to listen to this podcast in heaven. Yeah, if you, I mean, you, if you, if Rick Ocasek is listening to this podcast, then he's in hell. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, like if Rivers dies, like this listening to us blabber on would probably be his hell. His heaven would be having to listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. <laughs> <laughs> in heaven, they play, they blare the Bill Simmons podcast twenty four seven, and everyone is in just a blissful state. Oh, man. Did you listen to his... I didn't get around to listening to you, it. You have to listen to his breakdown of succession because it is, like, so amazing that someone is purporting to love this show but is not paying basic attention. I don't to, think he pays attention to anything. He is... But it's, like, him and his dumb friend from, from college, Joe Is this Joe his House. lawyer friend? No, it's the other... It's the one who's, like, a consultant, which means <laughs> lobbyist. Who's probably like lobbying for like I don't know. So is it vaping. just some dude that he kind of knows? And he's like, hey, I'll give you some money. It's his friend from like fifty years ago. Who his main the main draw for you to listen to this guy is that he likes to eat. That is like <laughs> he's like I got a guy, man. He likes to eat, and then he's like he'll like go on and he'll be like, oh my god, Kevin Durant is like this sandwich that I ate twenty years ago, and it's just like. What the fuck is going on? What does he eat? What's his like? Does, what he does eats he... anything. Okay, and it's just like that. He likes to eat. The, the, the and he's Popeye not... sandwich. I don't know. They didn't talk about that because they they don't react that quick to what's happening. So like we talk about the Popeye sandwich like a year from now. Yeah, when it comes back, he'll he'll talk about it. Okay, but like he he's just like, oh my god, I had i had a dinner at this he like he has his own podcast about food and then like they're like like they're on an episode of bill simmons he's like we're introducing a new feature called the refeastable where where joe house is going to tell you about a meal that he had several years ago and it's like are you fucking kidding this me? Is a real thing on the bill simmons <laughs> they, they, podcast? They, yes and then then they go and he's like oh my god there was a roast ham and <laughs> it had such a perfect crust and it's like what like Look, look, I've never understood cooking shows as such. They make the food and it's like, oh, you can't have any. But I'm, I understand if like you are trying, if they're showing you a recipe and going through the steps, because like when I cook stuff, I look, I look it up on YouTube. Like what exactly you is, understand, bro- like, what, like, what like, exactly is broiling? I don't like, understand. You okay. Understand, now like, I like, do. Like Julia Childs was a thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and Graham Kerr and Yen can cook and all that. But like. But like the the celebrity chef, like I I went home once and my brother just starts going on this tirade about how much butter Paula Dean uses, and I'm like, well, then you you don't have to eat the food, you don't really even have an option to eat the food, and then you can just also just not watch the show. You can watch there's the Whole Food Network, just don't watch that hour a day. I've ate, I've eaten at one of Paula Dean's restaurants. I don't put this past you. Like I, I was in Savannah. Uh, I heard you can drink out on the streets in Savannah. I don't know. I was, I was underage at the time. Okay, but it's like New Orleans and Savannahs. You, you can have a beer on the streets, is what I've heard. I've heard. Yeah, I mean, I knew in know in New Orleans you can drink on the streets, but they're super like you can't have glass. You can't pee on the streets. <laughs> you can't pee anywhere, uh, but you, they're super. They super like. I've managed. I've peed on the streets of L.A. many times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did it last night. Coming home from the Rustic. It's not even that far. Did I tell you about the weird thing that happened one time I took a pee at the Rustic? You've told me this, but I don't understand the... 
I don't I, understand it either. Do I, I even want to go into this story? Or do you want to talk about Weezer? What, what, everyone's at, wanting to hear the story, but they haven't heard it. So it was about, it was, it was back in July. It was because it, it was the Thursday that night that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood opened, I remember, because I went to the Rustic. It was super hot. I had just seen it for the second time. And I went to the Rustic and I had a few beers. <laughs> few. Yeah. Anyhow. I was walking home, and like, there's this alleyway you go where I'm walking home. And I was like, if I haven't used the restroom, I, I like to duck in and like, you know. So you have a designated spot. Either. Yeah. All right. So I, I think I was I wasn't even paying attention. Maybe I had my headphones in or whatnot. I was walking back a few blocks from there, and I realized someone's like yelling, and I realized they're yelling at me. It's a woman, and then it's a man. And there's, I turn around, and it's this woman, and there's this man who's just like in his boxers chasing me down. This heavy set man. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, kind of scared. And Are I, you like peeing on like an apartment building? No, no, no. It's like right behind the, it's like they have that back alley. It's like, it's behind the rustic. It's like there's like a gate and like, oh, a, you're like peeing a, like on the rustic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that, but you know how it's in you're that strip mall? You're peeing on that gate. Yeah. So it's like when I walk around, it's the other end, but it's like there's that gate on the other end, basically that back alley right behind yeah, okay, it. Yeah, okay, okay. There's, like, there's a dark yeah. corner you can go into and just kind of, yeah. But could they have lived at that house and thought you were peeing on their house? No, 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 because they lived like two blocks away. Oh. <laughs> Basically, I think what happened was they're yelling at me, and they're like, "What? Who, what are you doing?" So basically, I think they this the woman had been walking home simultaneously as I had, mm-hmm. and I think like what happened, and I've kind of pieced it together where I think maybe she was behind me, and then she thought maybe I would knew she's behind me because I went into the alleyway and then I started walking, it, you know. So I was like, then I was walking behind her. If that makes sense. No, is the alleyway open? The alleyway's never open. No, no, no. It's like because I had gone in and then disappeared and came back out. So maybe she thought oh, that. Okay. Maybe she thought I was ducking in so I could follow her. Right. I wasn't even aware of this. Yeah. And they were yelling at me, and they're like, "Who are you? Are you?" And she's like, "You're you're following me." I was like, "I, I don't. I had no clue. I until this person yelled at me, I had no clue who she was and what was going on." Right. And then, like, basically, they realized. That may, I, I lived in the area, and she followed me as I walked back to my apartment, so she could see that I walked like a block away. Yeah, and then she was kind of relieved when she realized that. And she's like, "But and then that's when she brought up like, so I have a question. What were you doing in the alleyway?" And it's like, "Oh, oh, the one by Rustic. Oh, I had to pee." And she goes, "You had to pee? Like this is like, <laughs> like it made total sense to her." Oh, you were peeing in public. How nice. <laughs> How wonderful. Say, uh, oh, I understand. Okay. Yeah, and like then it was fine. She like gave me a hug and walked away, but it was really weird. <laughs> you should have you should have asked for her number at that point. She hugged no, you. No, apparently I'm pretty sure the guy who was in his boxer shorts was her boyfriend who was oh, also coming down to yeah. kick my ass. It was the whole thing was frightening to me because I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And it was like late, and I was like, I was semi intoxicated, and I was like, "This is a semi. weird." Nah, it was semi. It wasn't that bad. Okay, it was a well, Thursday. Did you night. learn your lesson about peeing in public? I did it last night. Yeah, you clearly did not. <laughs> Anyhow, can we talk about this Weezer song? Yeah, I guess. So, this song is called The End of the Game. I think we have to give the concept. So, Weezer announced that they're going to have a new album in May of next year. Yeah, real far out. But they also said, oh, we might move it up. It's like... Well, what what? This is the weird. This is what the weird. Who's weirder, ever said they're gonna move an album up? 
I mean, it happens, but like even still, it's just like, what is this marketing strategy? I do not understand it. Well, are they, obviously, the bi- other big announcement is that they um, they're he- co-headlining a tour with Fall Out Boy and Green Day. And Green Day. It's called the Hella Mega Tour. They released a video with. Did you watch the video? I did not watch this video. Oh, you did not? No. It's, it's great. They released this video with Ric Flair, and Ric Flair's doing his, and he's just, woo, and he's doing his whole announcement thing. Oh, this actually sounds pretty good. You should actually check it out. It's actually much better. It's actually pretty good. I'm just... Also... I'm just not... I'm just so not interested in seeing Fallout Boy. I've seen Fallout Boy live. I know you have. I've never seen Green Day. I've kind of... I would like to see Green Day live once. Yeah. You've never seen Weezer live. I Yeah, I know. So, like, I, I guess I'll probably go. I, you know, I, I'm actually kind of interested in seeing Green Day live. Because uh, one of my big things to show, like, the decline of Green Day... Yeah. ...was that they have this bit that they do. Uh, and they would pull someone up from the audience and they would give them a guitar. And they say, all right, play this, 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 this. And in the old days when they were use, you know, abusing methamphetamine and like living in the bay, yeah, someone go get the guitar, go the 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 like they would start playing the song, yeah. But past American Idiot, they would do it and they would pull someone up who was like fourteen, and they would give them and they go, okay, play. GD whatever I don't know the notes. Jesus anyway. suburbia? No, no, no. They would put the like the notes like, and so they would go boom, 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 and it's just like when someone is playing a song they clearly have never heard before. Yeah, and so back in the day they would go, I know, and the audience would go. Things are getting tougher when you can't get the top or the bottom of the barrel. Wide open road of my future now. It's looking fucking narrow. All I know is that I don't know. They played Knowledge by Operation Ivy. Yeah. One of the great all-time punk, uh, Bay Area punk bands. And that song is a fucking masterpiece of a song. And like the kids later just like would have no idea what yeah. they're doing. And... Oddly enough, Green Day committed to the bit where it's like, we're going to keep this going and <laughs> try to get these kids to play Knowledge by Op Ivy. And it's just like, it's not working. It's not working. I wonder if they still do it. That I'm, I'm, I'm I don't think they'd probably curious. do it on this tour. I'm very curious to see who turns up on this tour. Weezer. Oh. Um, simultaneously as when they announced this tour announces a new album called Van Weezer which is just like we've talked about this before but here's what I liken it to I like it to like the Vega Brothers where it's like they have said this like offhandedly oh maybe we'll release an album called Van Weezer someday but they commit to it and they fucking do, do it, it. It's like, it's like, oh, Kevin Smith announced Moose Jaws. It's never fucking happening because nobody three. wants it. Clerks 3, Mallrats 2. The, no, the Mall, it wasn't Mallrats 2. It was Mallrats, like, the limited series. Guess what? Nobody wanted it. And it's just like, you know, like, IndieWire, like, <laughs> IndieWire to- made 70 articles about the Bruce Lee uh, cameo appearance in Once Upon, uh, Once upon a Time. A time. And they also, like, Followed it up with forty articles about 
oh, could the Vega brothers finally be coming? And it's just like, yeah, this is why nobody talks to the press anymore because you take one thing they say offhand. In 1994. And you drill it into the fucking ground. Like, hey, when's this coming? When's this coming? And it's like, wow, can you believe that Quentin Tarantino did not talk to IndieWire for this movie? They really want that. Also, they want this movie starring John Travolta and Michael Madsen in 2019. I want it if Fred Durst directs it. But (laughs) it's like, wow, I can't. Why is he not talking to us anymore? You know, like Jesus Christ. But so, yeah, Van Weezer, they've they've set it offhand and they are apparently doing it. Who knows? Plenty of time for them to cancel this, say, oh, we're going to do something else. We're going to I mean, do the Chartreuse they've, album. They've like, given us a fucking <laughs> Chartreuse. They've given us the album cover and they dropped the first single called The End of the Game. Let's get into The End of the Game. The End of the Game, it starts with this guitar noodling that sounds like the beginning of ACDC's Thunderstruck. And then it goes to sound like a Van Halen song. Yeah. And it's like, whoa. They're going to commit to the bit. They're going to fucking do it. Rivers has always wanted to do hair metal, to make a hair metal record, and you know what? Fucking do it. At this point, I don't care. Fucking yeah. make yourself happy. Fucking do it. Let's get re- Let's. Let- We've already had like the weird trying yeah, Weezer discog- discography. Let's do the weird... I don't give a fuck. And then it becomes discography. Go, go, hold on. Go make your hair metal album. Go score the next Blade Runner album. Go, you know, like go make a bunch of commercials for Mountain Fucking Dew. Like just go off and do whatever like idea comes. And it's just like, all right, you can't hold Weezer sacred anymore. No. And the whole, like, sanctity of it, like, that is gone, so, like, fucking do whatever. Well, I would argue that there's always been this element to what they've been doing. That's what, the, that's what kind of the magic of the Blue Album is, like, that's kind of there in some ways. Okay, you can't say that, like, they're, like, I don't give a fuck, I'm doing whatever for their first one. But I'm saying, like, the, 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 the Blue Album there's elements the that the, There are elements that that music in those songs, though. Don't give a fuck or hair metal, are you saying? The hair metal, like that sort of... Yeah, 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 that's fine. That has always been it. uh, Rivers has always been, like, he's always wanted to just, like, put everything through a distortion filter and, you know, drop drop tune his guitar for heavier shit. Like, that's always been a part of who he was, and it's a part that he's always had, like, kind of had to push aside because Blue did so well (laughs) that he couldn't get heavier, you know? But then the song kicks in, and it's kind of just a standard Weezer song. But I was, I, I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's make an album where it's just like songs that could have, should have been in the 80s, like River sneaking into the library that contains every music ever recorded, and it's late, and he goes to the 80s hair metal, and he sneaks in this album. And then escapes, nobody knows. And it's just like, yeah, of course, this this was recorded at the time. This is just what people were listening to in their Trans Ams. Like, yeah. The thing is, though, the song isn't bad. It's not bad. It's not embarrassing. No, by, by no means. We're not means. doing like an emergency episode here. No, it, it would never qualify. But the thing is, I got so excited listening to that intro, which I rarely do for any song. Cause, and then it just switches back to a generic Weezer song. Yeah. And it's like, no, f- 
fucking make your ACDC knockoff. Make your Van Halen knockoff. Knockoff fucking warrant for all I fucking care. Do do some crazy shit. And then he kept it safe. Yeah. I do you think he has in him to, well, I mean he's done weird things, but like I think Yeah. He could do it if he wanted to, and I think it would make him really fucking happy to do it. I don't see what's holding him back. Maybe he still will. Maybe, Maybe the, he will. We, we, I there, hope There's going to probably be nine other songs on this album that we have not heard, and it's clearly there, that that element's going to be there. So maybe we'll get that. I mean, like, May, also, I mean, who's also, gonna, can is we Brian say, Bell going to tell him no at this point? Also, can we say, like, historically now, the worst songs are the first songs that drop. Absolutely. So that is totally possible. It is. It's so weird that happens. This it's one's not true. even that bad. That, that's the thing. It's like this one's not even that bad. No, but could you could you see an instance where you're like, "Yo, I gotta cue it up." No, no, and the, I'm gonna forget this song. I, I mean, like the problem yeah. with the song is I've had to look up to remember what the name of the song was. Like, I three just times didn't say it because I didn't remember <laughs> recording this fucking podcast. And I got, I'll, I'll be very truthful. It's like I've had to, I've had to listen to this song three times, be, and like because I forgot what the song sounds like after like that intro. It is really different listening to it a second time when you know that it's gonna not go with this like heavy '80s metal theme. And you're listening to this intro. I was like, "Fuck! I wish I was listening to where this song went." And then it's like goes into the thing, and it's like, "Yeah, it's." The thing that it's a I, fine late period Weezer. Yeah, the thing that really always amazes me is people hit me up so much when they drop something like that. Like Andrew, what do you think about this? It's like it's crazy, right? And it's like they're almost like they almost want me to be mad about it. And it's like I can't we're, be mad about this. It's like no, it's like I, we're we we're, we're, we may be at our best when we're mad about. I know, Weezer. but I can't be mad about this. Like I can't like I can't like pretend to be mad and like and like almost like manufactures. A hatred towards this song because like it's pretty like standard we should pitch our sitcom mad about weezer <laughs> <laughs> mad about weezer. did you see that the mad about you is finally coming back i saw i was, in, I was yeah in the i had i had my great joke where they couldn't clear the uh original theme song so they're just going to use the stone cold steve austin theme. <laughs> yes so i was at, i was at uh i was at uh crawford's the other day with i met up with uh thane and like they had a commercial it was like a commercial where i don't know if they've actually shot anything but it's like kind of like the, you know it has old footage and whatnot and, and Thane brought something up because like Thane has, remembers all these shows. It has one of those finales that they're going to have to totally write off for the show. That oh, I do not remember. It's like one of those things where like apparently like at the end of Mad About You, they actually split up, and then like but it then cuts to twenty years in the future where they meet up again and then get back together. Oh, I think I vaguely remember. Well, I mean, unless look, they do, unless look, they do they, when they they're they going to have to address bigger issues. Like, for instance, how is this guy supposed to be a documentary filmmaker and still affording a huge one bedroom apartment in Manhattan? What if he's like what if he's like the catfish dude now? <laughs> what if he's been doing catfish on MTV? No, then he needs a bigger apartment. <laughs> Who the fuck was clamoring we gotta have Mad About You back? Oh my god, what's Helen Hunt doing? What that's all these shows. It's like the it's like well, we can't bring back Friends because no one wants to do it. We can't bring back Seinfeld. Well, I guess we can do Mad About You because that was like kind of our other big show. America wants Caroline in the city. <laughs> Caroline in the city, and there was like a what was Brooke Shields one? Uh, do you remember? Because like there's Caroline in the city, which was like, uh, and there's Brooke Shields. Yeah. Oh, what was that one? Oh, suddenly what? Susan? That, that's something. It's suddenly something, right? Sud- suddenly Susan. I think yeah, it was. yeah. 
That show was real bad. And it had like Judd Hirsch on it. I don't know. Yeah, she was working at a magazine, also on a magazine salary, where she was not doing too well, and they she had a fucking, gigantic Manhattan. They apartment. always fucking work at magazines. It's like just shoot me. Yeah, just shoot me was actually pretty funny though. Yeah, and then there's like Veronica's, Veronica's closet. I'm sure that's coming back. Except Bobby Hill's voice might have too much money now because it's was Pamela Adlin, Was Pamela Adlin on, on yeah. Veronica's closet? Yeah. Who was Shan Veronica's closet? She was like her assistant or something. Okay. But I wish they would have made that fucking we that river show that Fox was trying At to. At this point, why not give it a shot? <laughs> let for, let forty year old Rivers play himself let in crack, college. Maybe Crackle will take a stab at it. Timothy Oliphant or uh, Timothy Chalamet as Rivers Cuomo in <laughs> you you fucked up and said Timothy Oliphant instead of Tim- Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, I know. That's really good. <laughs> Actually, you, I would take either of those castings. Uh, they can switch off between scenes. <laughs> Cast them both. Oh my god. Um. All right, so we're basically at the 30-minute mark to say the song yeah. is okay. Um, I don't think there's much more we can say. No. I will say I'm kind of excited for this album. I'm excited for what this album might be. I'm curious about I'm more this excited album. than I was for the Black album. Yeah. Do you, hold on. Uh, I mean, I meant to ask you. Can you name four songs off the Black album? Oh, boy. Oh, uh Hold on, I will take two if there's non-singles. Because I will give you Can't Knock the Hustle and Die Die Z Zombie Bastards. I can't do that even. I can't even do those two. I can't remember any songs off of, Black, of the Black Album right now off the top of my head. I'm sorry. I could name some songs off of the T album. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> those scrubs. What a great, what a gr- great trivia answer there! <laughs> that should be a trivia round. Name three songs off the off of the Black album. Because I I gave you two and I can't come up with a third. Let me see it. I'm gonna pull it up. If I'll see what. All right, I think we got. It's time to wrap this up. Oh no, let's let's look at. Oh, okay, I remember these songs now. I remember. Okay, I actually remember these now pretty good. Okay, there's actually really only two that I can't tell you how they sound. Three, three, yeah, three. Because he has his Prince tribute. How is this taking you so long to look up? I'm actually having to reply to someone because I told someone I'd be meet them up soon and like I thought we'd be done by now. Well, we had so much to say about Mad About You. I know. Can't Knock the Hustle, Zombie Bastards, High as a Kite. Oh, yeah. Piece of Cake. She cut me like a piece of cake. I still like that. I like, that. I like the melody a lot. Living in LA. I'm just being honest. I have no idea what that sounds like. I'm just being on. What's? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's that's. I'm always think. I always think of uh, Hey Ya. Yeah, you should. I I keep. That's I, always I what I that, think of. I just see that and I think of the future song. 
No, I always think of, hey, I'm just being honest. Yeah, it is a, yeah. Too many thoughts in my head. Too many. I remember that song. That's you like, were singing the same melody for that song. No, no. Too many thoughts in my head. Yeah. Prince who wanted everything. The uh, misguided Prince tribute. All right. Byzantine. That's a weird song. That's the one he co-wrote with uh, Laura Jane Grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then California Snow. All right. I remember that song because that's yeah, a song. Yeah, me too. All right. I got to wrap this up, though. All right. Andrew has to go, everybody. But let's do an outro. All right. Well, thank you for putting up with us again. Um, I think some. I think we said some weird shit here today, guys. We did. Uh, Dim Bracket Boys is coming soon. I just finished a feature that was wild and i'll tell you about it when i get my final paycheck yeah bracket boys them bracket boys will be coming but at the time to to hold you over i hope you're enjoying this this new episode of weezer bracket (laughs) yeah we're back i guess well i think we can never go away is basically what we've determined yep (sighs) all right all right it's been fun yeah all right, we'll see you when the next single comes out in like three weeks. <laughs> there's going to be like five songs released before the album comes there's out. There's going to be eight singles for a 10-track album. <laughs> <laughs> okay, will this, do one, will this one do any numbers? No? All right, we'll set them the next one. All right, see you guys. Bye. Bye. Weezer songs we are claiming fair use uh, for purposes of discussion and you should look back because there's a lot of discussion about these so there you go but the intro music is by Alvoro Kid and we downloaded it from hooksounds.com creative commons with attributions so there you go thank you uh, yeah and see you next week oh I would also like to give a shout out to Spence Nicholson for helping us with the art yeah Oh, he's real happy about that. And giving it and letting us record in your house. Thank you, Spence. Thanks, Spence. See you guys next week. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.